You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and the heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. David and Byron, we have a new song. Does this suit your... Ready for a new look for 2023. Suit your feelings, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like it. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll experiment. Give it a few weeks. Give, give it a few weeks. Let's see if it grows. It will grow on us. It will grow on us. Um, now, David, you've been away in Hungary teaching uh, at a conference about yeah. biblical counseling. Yeah. Um, did you want to spend just a moment talking about that, or do you want to dive into Hebrews? Yeah. <laughs> Which I totally put yeah. him. I totally yeah. put him on the no, spot, but but even taking a it, few it, moments to just explain a little bit more, because yeah. some people might be wondering what yeah. it, what it is, is. It is exactly that you do when you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. just a connection with people in Hungary from a connection in our church, and yeah, uh, people a, a real interest in how to care for one another uh, through God's word um, wisely. And uh, practically, so we have, uh, this is the second time, mm-hmm. the first conference was pre-pandemic, um, in fact, just, I flew back and there were people wearing masks on the plane, and at that point, everything was so new. Oh, wow. And uh, so, two or three years later, able to go back and talk about uh, how the Bible applies practically uh, to our brokenness and uh, different, different ways that we're broken what the big picture of biblical counseling looks like and how the gospel impacts counseling. So, uh, and, and um, just being able to meet some really nice people, uh, people who really love the Lord and seek to love one another well. So mm. it, was, it was very encouraging. That's and great. Just thankful that, you know, Grace, is, Grace Bible Church supports um, that type of ministry um, in, in Hungary. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very good. Is it is is it something that's kind of like lacking? You think like in Europe, the whole like the biblical counseling scene. I mean, we don't hear of too many. I think there's places or, where it's it's growing, and we have an opportunity in Hungary to. There, there's a hunger for it. It's just, there's there's a there's a need for it, just like all around. And there's a there's a growing recognition that it's impactful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so in in certain places, there's some good work being done. Um, as far as we know in Hungary, there isn't a lot that's being done. In fact, mm. this might be the only, I mean, there's good Christian psychology and others, which we don't discount at all. It's not, it's no competition here. It's, but it's, um, just an opportunity for the church to love and serve one another. So I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think there's a lot of that going mm-hmm. on in Hungary. Mm-hmm. And I love that that's been kind of, um, like from hearing your heart with biblical counseling, biblical care, um, is is just making it more about something that we can all do like with one another in the sense of just caring mm-hmm. for somebody else listening yeah. to somebody else's story um encouraging them in the truth of christ mm-hmm. uh, and then you start to realize wow this is really something that i can i can do mm-hmm. like with my with my neighbor and with somebody else in church but i know the podcast isn't it about, it's yeah. about biblical counseling but well you you even think about hebrews i mean hebrews is counseling a person who's drifting yeah. And how, how do we care for, and it's not, we might think of a specific way of someone's drifting, but it's, there's different ways that we can drift 
mm-hmm. um, and, and drift away from the gospel and then in turn drifting away from one another. And Hebrews is very practical and, and uh, someone reaching out to another person and say, hey, can, can we have this long conversation? Because it's 13 chapters, so it's not yeah. a yeah. it's not a two chapter book that says okay this is going to be a quick um, fix. But and he comes at it from various angles and uh, talks about various temptations or various sufferings that go on in people's lives and how to encourage uh, God's people so that they know that they can draw close, they know that they can hang on, and they mm-hmm. they know that they can do that in, in fellowship with one another. So yeah. thinking there's so much when he comes to applying it very directly he's been saying this is who jesus is and this is what he's done and he starts with let us let us let us do this let's do this for each other you know it's not just the preacher to the people it's mutual it's very communal it's a very communal book that's a great segue by the way Mm -hmm. into the book so as far as the what we've what we've covered so far so we're into are we done now with chapter four? Or do we We're, want to do one more week? And just, well, we can do, we can do, do like this past week was Hebrews 4, yeah. 12 through 16, yeah. which is really, it brings up a really interesting question. And that is because I think it's a question that's on people's hearts, especially when they're, you know, struggling with temptation or they're drifting or they're wondering where God is in suffering is um, at, the, at the very end of verse 16, it talks about find grace to help us in a time of need. And that is such a loaded statement because that's mm. the very question that people begin to ask is, is there grace and is there help in my time of need? And does, um, does the word of God understand my need? And does, by extension, does, does God himself understand my need? Which then leads into mm. the other question is, are we a people when it comes to caring for one another? Will they find us to be a place of grace to help others in their time of need. So who God is and how he cares for us begins to shape the heart of God's people and a church so that we broken people come in, we as Mm -hmm. broken people enter and it becomes a a grace. uh, We find uh, grace. We receive mercy in our time of need to help us. Mm -hmm. So, so why don't we, why don't we actually just, is it okay if we read the passage? Like give a little yeah. bit of context to it, and then, um, and then we can, because uh, I think that's like a that's a great point to make. And if somebody's not familiar with this passage, um, that can that can really uh, it, like it can help to think about it within the context of of uh, what you just said. So mm-hmm. um, Hebrews four, starting in verse twelve, for the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit joints and marrow it is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart no creature is hidden from him but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must all give an account therefore since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens jesus the son of god let us hold fast to our confession for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in every way as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Yeah. So, 
so, mean, that's yeah. an amazing context, really. It is. And it, it, it's an amazing context or text because it comes out of the context of a, a very serious warning for people to hear the word of God mm-hmm. and not to harden their hearts like the people in Israel did. They just, they tried God, they tested God in the wilderness, they mm-hmm. would not trust God. And it's because they stopped hearing um, his voice. So for for the pastor of Hebrews to then in Hebrews 4 invite us into the rest in Jesus and then the eternal rest, um, the, the, the beauty of hearing God's voice because it's, it brings such beautiful things into the picture um, in the suffering dark world, he starts talking about a personal word and then a personal mm-hmm. high priest. Um, so it, it was rough going through you know, Hebrews 3 and 4 because it was wilderness territory and it's always difficult to talk about the wilderness territory and then you have these two sections it's like um the the living word the effective Mm. word and then you have this place of help um where we receive mercy and and strength and grace Mm -hmm. it's like this oasis now in in the wilderness Mm -hmm. because some people like you've mentioned can read hebrews um and see so much condemnation And, you know, even read like, oh, like with fear, like a godly fear even, but read Mm -hmm. verse 12 without understanding the impact of what Christ has done on our behalf in verses 14 through 16. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we've, we've, sometimes there's, there's confusion around, around some of these, some of these things. So I think it's been wonderful um, just taking some time. Even I think, was it like three, you, you, you did spend some time in, in, in chapter four, right? So, yeah. so not rushing through it, but trying to uh, make sure that everything's well explained. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the pastor camps out on that whole theme of rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly, we, we had our small group meet last night, our connection group, and we were talking about uh, some of this. And one of the, one of the things that we talked about was it is so one of the group, talking to someone recently, one of the greatest challenges is mm. uh, to believe the gospel. And that mm-hmm. that sounds so, oh, of course, believe the gospel. But that's exactly what's being challenged here is that even in the wilderness, do we find rest in Christ mm. to simply and profoundly believe when everything looks wilderness? and to, to believe the word of God and the character of God. Nothing about that is easy, mm. um, but that's the, the, uh, the author or the pastor of Hebrews has you know, five to seven warnings in the, in the book, and, but surrounding each one of those warnings, it's, you come out of the warning and it's more, okay, as a believer, I heed the warning. I know where my heart and soul can go, especially in the wilderness, but... Mm-hmm boy, he begins to excite me about Christ again. And, and he puts my faith to a place, brings my faith to a place of rest where I can, okay, I can, I can rest. I can, I can find the goodness of God in, mm. in the wilderness of this world. So, mm-hmm. I, I, and, and, and I think that, um, that one, of the, one of the things that struck me in, in studying the passage was mm-hmm. just how the word of God is really like God himself. Uh, very interesting where when we meet yeah uh when we read the bible we're not just learning about the ways of god or the commands of god we're 
learning about the character of God and we're in a sense meeting with God by his spirit through the scriptures so we so God journeys with us as we read mm-hmm. the scriptures mm-hmm. it's very it's a very personal book um, mm-hmm. I mean obviously it, it speaks to very a wide variety of circumstances but it's like God meeting with us in his word and the word will act Mm-hmm. Um, the, or the word will live, the word will act, it will be effective, it will go to very difficult places in our life, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it will bring us to a place where we're, we find that rest mm-hmm. in Christ mm-hmm. and say, okay, if anybody's going to know everything about me, it's the word of God. Mm-hmm. It exposes me, I'm naked before the word of God, but that's where I grow in understanding God's mercy and finding help mm-hmm. um, in his grace in mm-hmm. my time of need. That's actually a really good point to make, because um, I was even thinking that as we were reading here, but it goes from, for the word of God is living and active, and then down into uh, verse 13, it's like, no creature is hidden from him. Yeah. Um, so that connection that, like you are saying, when we're reading the word, we're communing, we're having this mm-hmm. um, um, discussion, almost like God is speaking into us. Um, he's doing something supernatural mm-hmm. through our time in his word. Um, and I think that's a, that's such a powerful thing, um, especially when it comes to encouraging somebody. And you had brought this out, like even on Sunday, um, just the importance of just spending time with God mm-hmm. and how that affects. Yeah. Y- are you good? Yeah. yeah. I was just interested to hear Byron's yeah. on that. The, like how does like just those verses for someone who's drifting yeah it's not like the bible comes along and says okay you got to read the word of god mm-hmm. but it it invites us into the character of god so i was just wondering your thoughts i guess i'm i'm fascinated just how the preacher uses god's word mm-hmm. and it's not just remember what god said to somebody 500 years ago you know, it, yeah. no, this is what he's saying today. So the people who say, well, you know, I need to hear from God. I, I need a word from God to me. And you think this preacher gives us the example of, well, if we want to be listening to God, then we need to open his word. Because yeah, yeah. he is speaking right mm-hmm. now and yeah. and it applies right now to us and it it's piercing right into our who we are and you know he sees our motives and our and all the rest of it we're not going to hide before him and it's just that comfort he says hey that rest is still there yeah. listen mm-hmm. to what god's saying mm-hmm. if you hear his voice today hey yeah. the rest is there yeah, that's and that's a good explanation of how personal the word is. is mm. We just it's it's almost like we come to God's word and we're in a difficult time and they say, "Okay, God, just tell me what to do." And I think that's what struck you know us last night in our connection group was it's it's not so much just telling us what to do, but it's who who is God and and meeting with God in Scripture the. The, the God that we know is the God who has revealed himself in Scripture and written Scripture in such a way where we meet with the revealed God and and to be able to rest in, in just saying, okay, the Word is active. The Word is effective. And mm. when, when I 
you know, just do the, we get fancy in Christianity, but if I just do the basics yeah, and in, in sometimes in my weakest moments, I can at least pick up scripture and just read some verses and that's been active. Mm-hmm. It'll be impactful. Um, it lives in me in some way. God lives through his word in me by his spirit in some way. And in my weakest moments, there's, there's that grasping of, okay, okay. It's God's present. Yeah. I uh, love that. The ordinary means of grace, right? Just coming face to face with God's word through reading it, a few verses, um, hearing it preached, just being, uh, being and, and having that, that time. It doesn't need to be a lot of time, uh, just a little bit of time with, with the Lord. I mean, he can use that uh, in, a, in a very special way. And that's what Hebrews 4 is talking about uh, when it comes to the living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword, word of God. Um, any other thoughts from Hebrews, our study so far, gentlemen, in Hebrews, that has stood out to you? Maybe it's been encouraging to you in your walk, in your faith, or even uh, looking ahead. Yeah, we're, we're diving yeah. in the chapter, yeah. chapter five here. It, it, yeah, go ahead, Byron. I, I'm just thinking as we're seeing these verses that you read, Tyler, the, the bottom line, what does he say? He doesn't say, well, once you get it all together, then come to God. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, we've got this high priest. This is the kind of high priest we have. He can empathize. He can sympathize. He knows our weakness. Mm-hmm. And so let's go. Because, because we're, our welcome is assured mm-hmm. that, that we can come to God and he's going to be there and we will find mercy and find grace to help us. It, it's right there and it's not this pressure on me to get it all right. It's just the pressure on to hear him say, come, come. Yeah. come. And that's, that's often where the struggle is, at least in my life, is I come to God with the answers. Mm. And I say, and that's, that's where, you know, major disappointment comes because it's like, okay, God, you haven't answered my prayer. But if, as you mentioned, if I come to experience mercy, my weakness, and his answer in grace that would strengthen me, that, that's a vastly different way of approaching um, God. And I think that's what happens. That's why verses 12 through 14 are such a great connection with what we, we wouldn't understand the mercy and grace if... We didn't understand the word of God that way. Mm. So, you know, how many times have we read scripture and um, we've, we've, you know, whether Psalms or just anywhere in scripture, really, and we're suffering (laughs) and we get this sense from scripture that, okay, God understands because he's written scripture in such a way where he not only reveals his character, but he reveals what it is to experience suffering, to give me words in my suffering or to give me words as I struggle with my temptation, that it's, you know, it's this deep, it's this complex, it's this difficult, Mm -hmm. but somehow the word connects with the deepest part of me to say, okay, I'm not alone. There's, there's mercy and there's grace. So Mm -hmm. I think one of the, the, this is where we're going to start. Uh, I think we'll see, but on Sunday morning, (laughs) But the idea is, because it also talks about this confession. So mm. this, uh, we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. And we just touched on this a bit um, Sunday morning. But I don't know if that's a, like, he's going to spend about five chapters 
on a little less because he goes he diverts a little bit, but on Jesus as high, as a, as the better the great high priest, right? And you know, it's easy to say, well, we we have more serious things to talk about, or we have more like how is that going to help me practically? <laughs> and but that but that's the confession we have to hold on to, and it seems so abstract. But then once he brings us through those five chapters, you're yeah. like, oh, if I don't have that confession, that I can see why I'm drifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the other surprising thing about Scripture is it brings us to places we would never considered. We'd have been off wandering and saying, okay, I need to know this, this, and this. But the Word of God says, okay, I need, I need to have a confession that Jesus is a great high priest. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. after five chapters, you're like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely need mm-hmm. this confession. And if I start to let go of the confession that Jesus is the great high priest, Jesus, son of God, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, a, it, we do not, you, you can see why we stop listening to God then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even a, as uh, Byron was mentioning earlier, uh, how sometimes we think we got to have it all cleaned up and then we come, um, come to the cross or we come to Christ after we've got our things cleaned up. And um, I, I was just having a conversation with somebody recently who, who was saying that they had never heard that before until they started coming, coming here and, and hearing like what we were teaching, uh, especially around the Lord's Supper and around communion, um, where they had always heard before, you know, you've got to, uh, you got to have everything right in your life. You got to have everything fixed. You got to, you got to, you know, have all every relationship <laughs> in in good standing before you come to Lord's Supper. Um, but the message here is is one of you know we are in the Lord's Supper. We are coming to our High Priest, yeah. who is the one who has sacrificed on our behalf. And so the point is 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 we come with our with our baggage. We come with our with our struggle, with our brokenness, uh, and He's the one that gives us new life. Yeah, you truth. even even the way this is written, like to receive mercy. Yeah. So I I don't come first to give; I come yeah. first to receive, and then I find grace. Like everything about that is me coming, as you mentioned, just in our mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the gospel is I I actually receive, and I actually find what i wasn't expecting mm-hmm. so well it's such a such an important conversation mm-hmm. to have yeah. uh, and i appreciate uh, both of your times here this afternoon and looking forward to more discussion on the book of hebrews as the weeks unfold sounds good thanks tyler <laughs>